0: Hi, it's Pete Norsted here, and it's a glorious Monday afternoon, and uh, as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy?
1: Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Pete. I think we're taking a bit of liberty here, though, aren't we? expecting Manchester City to beat Burnley tonight when we're well, uh, <laughs> factoring things in. Yeah,
0: well, yes. I mean, well, I'm not. I've got Burnley plus two and a half goals, so...
1: Oh yeah, but I mean, I mean on the uh, the actual sort of yes. the actual game as opposed to the handicap. I mean, it's probably not the biggest leap of faith we've ever made, though, is it, I mean, No,
0: I, I mean, well, we'll we'll just have to go go through as as we find it. Obviously, you, you, we have to assume yes that that Manchester City will win this game, but you, you, you never know, really. I mean, you know, you don't know what some of the teams are doing. We know that Arsenal are on the beach, though,
1: don't we? Well, I didn't really want to mention it, Pete, but uh, there's there's rumours about things happening behind the scenes there in terms of players not turning up for training, and uh, it's it's not looking good for Mikel Arteta.
0: No, no. Right, let's get started then. It, so, so, these are games that are happening through, from Tuesday through to Thursday, and uh, we'll be back again. I would say Friday. But it's a funny week next week, but but I anticipate we'll be about Friday. Anyway, Leicester against Brighton to start with. Uh, Leicester have won uh, both the meetings of the two sides in recent seasons. A uh, home to grade D sides. for Leicester's record re- reads 1-6, drawn three, lost one. They're coming off a one old draw uh, away at Watford. Brighton away at grade B-sides, 1-1, drawn two, lost seven of which were by two or more goals. They're coming off a 2-1 a victory over Arsenal. Leicester, they've won just two of their last seven home matches. So, not great form. Uh, Brighton, their first win in 10 against Arsenal the other day. When grade B sides host grade D sides, 104 matches, 81 home wins, 17 draws, six away win and 55 of the 81 were by two or more goals. My ratings are suggesting some good value Leicester. However, though, I think this is a good chance for Brighton to get something if they're going to.
1: Well, I think first of all, Pete, I just want to make some general points about the the league moving forward as a whole. This then kicks off at six o'clock on Tuesday. And I have to say, folks, this is the very first time in my life I think I've ever contemplated kickoff times in the Premier League. This week, it's set to be a, a very warm week. And games that are kicking off at six o'clock, it's going to be very warm for these players. The later games that kick off at eight, it cools down significantly. And normally, in the first, even in the first few weeks of seasons, when it's hot in August... Players are at their fittest. They've played six or seven pre-season games. They're fit as a butcher's dog. I never, ever think about how fit teams and players are when I'm looking at goal lines. Now, these goal lines at the moment, I think, should almost be a little bit more reflective of those European Championship and World Cup games, where you often see goal lines of two, two and a quarter, as teams look to feel their way in. I think these are going to have a real big impact on games in the next few weeks, the weather. This game is one that historically we've seen a lot of unders. Under two and a half goals has gone four and one when the teams have met. And with the warm temperatures, the pace of this game is probably going to be really slow. And I think this is a really good opportunity, Pete, to back the under two and a half goals, look to hold it and then decide whether to trade it after that first drinks break after 22 minutes. Uh, yes. What do you think, Pete, of the pace of the games? Have you seen much of that?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's bound to make a difference, isn't it? And they definitely don't look battle-hard in the
1: teams at the minute. No, and it, uh, some of the games have been almost non-contact. And then when you see some collisions, you see players... I know players stay down no matter what, but they almost look like they've had non-contact training. And yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot, a lot of unders. Or even if it hits the overs, the overs are going to be hit really late in the game because we did see a lot of late goals last weekend. Yeah. So yeah... A, a definite big lead to the unders in this game, Pete.
0: Spurs against West Ham next. Uh, Spurs have won two. The last five, there's been two draws. West Ham have won one. A home to Grade Seaside. Spurs' record reads 1-6, drawn two, lost two. Uh, they've won four by two or more. Not great record, really, when you look at Spurs against the the, the sort of mid-table sides. Uh, they're coming off a one 0 draw at home to Man United. West Ham away at grade B size one-two drawn one lost seven, of which five of the seven were lost uh, were, were losses by two or more goals. They're coming off a poor 2 0 defeat at home to Wolves. Spurs very mixed home form this year: one-eight drawn three lost four. But West Ham they've lost their last six away. Grade B, or Grade C, two hundred twenty-one matches, one hundred forty-one home wins, fifty-five draws, twenty-seven uh, away wins, eighty-nine of the one hundred forty-one more by two or more. Again, ratings are suggesting good value Spurs, but I think it, again this this could be a, a, a tough game. If West Ham are going to get anything, I think this is the, this is the
1: day to do it. Well, Spurs have an extra day's rest ahead of this game, and um, they played Manchester United on uh, Friday night, whereas West Ham lost to Wolves on Saturday tea time and in normal times that probably wouldn't really mean much but what it should do here is allow Spurs to pick a slightly stronger side or at least give their players extra rest. I know obviously Harry Kane and Son are coming back um, from injuries that has curtailed their their sort of training ahead of these games so they should be much sharper. West Ham have avoided defeating both of the last two trips to North London. I think that this game is primed for the unders, Pete, because normally if Spurs are playing West Ham at home, the home fans would be demanding their team push forward. With with no fans in the crowd, it doesn't really matter to Mourinho. He can squeeze out a 1-0 win. He's not going to hear the cat calls from behind, urging his players forward. I think this is one of my bets of the week, Pete. I'm going to take the under two and three quarter goals in this game.
0: Yes, yeah, it seems reasonable that, doesn't it? Even if, they, if there's three goals scored, you You've, you've only lost half your stake there. so that's Yeah, it. and
1: there's going to be no in, in, incentive, really, for Spurs to push forward, even if they get 1-0 ahead. We saw the other night against United, how they did really sit back, get compact. Oh, West Ham going to be able to break them down. Spurs mm. probably going to win this 1-0, I think, Pete. So, yeah, under two and three quarters for me. Uh, Man
0: United against Sheffield United next. Uh, United against grade C sides, 1 5, drawn 3, lost 2, and they're coming for a 1 0 draw away at Spurs. Sheffield United against grade B sides, this is a, not a bad really this season, 1 0, drawn 4, lost naught. They're coming off a 3 0 defeat though away at Newcastle. Man United un- unbeaten in 6, Sheffield United only lost just 3 away. When you take away that Newcastle game the other day, they've lost against Man City and Liverpool away. The line is minus one and a quarter, B versus C, 89 games have been won by um, the home side by two or more goals, 52 have been won by one goal and 80 has been a draw or the away side. I think the value is with the away side now, plus one and a quarter, but you don't know. It's not something I would go rushing into, though.
1: Well, definitely not for me, Pete. I'm just annoyed that I didn't go rushing in last week when it was minus three quarters for Manchester United. At that price, it would be a max bet for me here. I mean, United have had two days extra rest. They played in the evening on Friday. Sheffield United played in the warm temperatures of yesterday afternoon up in Newcastle. For half an hour, they played with 10 men. The goalkeeper, Henderson, is probably now England's best goalkeeper, can't play under the terms of his loan from Manchester United. Centre-half Egan suspended. This Sheffield United team suddenly looks brittle. I mean, it's the sort of game Paul Pogba came off the bench, looked a million dollars for Man United. It's the sort of game that if he starts, it's set up for him to have a blinder. I think United will win. Covering this full line, though, is probably too much to ask of any side, like... Against a half decently organised team, such as what Sheffield United are, there's lots of games coming up. Asking Manchester United to cover this line fully is probably just a little bit too much for me, Pete.
0: Newcastle against Villa next. Uh, it was one. Uh, there was a draw last time two sides met at home a great D sides. Newcastle's record: one four drawn four lost two. They can offer a a good 3-0 victory at home to Sheffield United. Villa away at grade C sides, 1-1 drawn, 2 lost, 7. They can offer 2-1 defeat. Could have done better, maybe, at home to Chelsea. Newcastle lost just two of 14 home matches. They're quite resilient at home. Villa lost six of their last eight away. When grade C have hosted grade D, 179 matches, 109 home wins, 44 draws, 26 away wins. I think there's value Newcastle. And it's not bad risk versus reward, but it's not a bet I'd be having.
1: It's not, Pete. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of the under two and a half goals here at four to five with bet three, six, five. The prevailing market line is two and a quarter goals, and I'm and I'm really tempted to take that. My only concern is that with fatigue hitting late on in the game, um, you might get an extra goal. Uh, which might take some of your winnings away if you're backing the unders on the two and a quarter goal line. I mean, the teams have met five times since the start of the 2014-15 season. A very small sample size over a long period of time. There's only been five goals in those five total meetings. I've watched both of these teams over the past weekend. They don't have a centre forward between them. So I don't honestly see where a goal's coming from in this game because they are both quite well organised defensively. Dean Smith, probably John Terry, has been doing a lot of work with Villa over the the recent few weeks. And Steve Bruce, as you say, got Newcastle so resilient at home. So I'm going to buy the goal line up to two and a half and I'm going to take a bit of that, Pete, as another best bet. I'm a bit boring now, Pete, (laughs) just taking unders every week.
0: Norwich against Everton next. Uh, the last time two sides met was a draw at Carrow Road. Um, Norwich at home to grade C sides, 1-5, drawn three, lost two. They're coming off a very poor 3-0 defeat at home to Southampton. Everton away at grade D, 1-4, drawn one, lost five. They're coming off a 0-0 draw at home to Liverpool. Norwich lost five of their last seven Premier League matches. Everton won just three of 15 away this season, though. When D, D hosts C, 173 matches, 49 home wins, 53 draws, 71 away wins. It's a difficult one, this. Again, I I don't see any value in the line. I would sort of lean towards Norwich. I think they've been a little bit more resilient. I I think this could be a draw.
1: It it could be, Pete, but that draw doesn't really favour Norwich in their current predicament. I mean, the only sliver of hope I can find for Norwich... Going into this, and I've researched a lot the stats for both teams here is that they've got two days extra rest, and the fact that Everton were pulled from pillar to post on Sunday night by Liverpool. But they had a fantastic result, Everton. So they kept a clean sheet against probably the second best attacking lineup in the league in terms of goal scoring ability in Liverpool. Yet Norwich lost 3 0 at home to Southampton. So you have to weigh up that extra rest. With the massive blow to confidence that Norwich must have had by losing to Southampton, I mean a week ago before the last set of fixtures, I was dagging to back Norwich here plus half a goal. But I'm not going to touch them with a the barge pole. I'm um, if if you want to back Norwich, you might as well just take the three to one that you can get on them to win the game outright because they need to win this game.
0: Wolves against Bournemouth uh, next. Uh, Wolves won this fixture two 0 last season. This I think this game is going to tell us a lot about both sides. Wolves at home to grade D sides, 1-5, drawn two, lost one. They've won uh, three of the five by two or more. They've come off a 2-0 victory away at West Ham. Bournemouth away at grade B sides, 1-2, drawn nought, lost eight, of which six of the eight came by two uh, or more goal losses. they come off a 2-0 victory at home to Palace. Wolves mixed home form, 1-5, drawn seven, lost three this season. So it's not great home form. However, they are still in with a chance of going into the Champions League. Bournemouth, they've lost their last six away. When grade B sides host grade D sides, 104 matches, 81 home wins, 17 draws, six away wins, 55 of the 81 by two or more. I think there's some value with Wolves here. And I think, as I say, I think this may tell us more about these two sides. And I'm going to go with Wolves. And that will be one of my bets. I'll
1: tell you what, Pete, if I had to make a bet here... I will probably be on the other side of the fence. But I have to say I have no, no clue why. Yeah. Because, because Bournemouth haven't beaten Wolves in any of the three meetings of the sides. And I don't know what's going on down at the Vitality Stadium. I look at Bournemouth. I think they have some quality players individually. They have a really good manager, yet they're in complete free fall. I look at the front two. They've got two really good strikers. If you look at the bottom of the table... As I said before, Villa and Newcastle, and you can also throw Brighton into the mix there, they haven't got a decent centre-forward between them. Yet Bournemouth have got two, but within 15 minutes on Saturday night, they were blown out of the water. They've won three, drawn one, lost 11 on the road. So even receiving three quarters of a goal, I can't back them. But as you say, Wolves' home form is indifferent to say the least. Maybe an empty Molyneux is just what Bournemouth need to travel to, to give them a little bit of confidence away from home. I would lean slightly towards Bournemouth, but I have to say, Pete, I'm not going to put a strong case to, to go against you, mate.
0: Liverpool against Palace next. Uh, Liverpool have won two, Palace have won two. That's a good record from Palace there. Uh, but we all know Palace are a great away side. Uh... <laughs> Liverpool uh, at home to grade C sides, 1-9 draw, one nine drawn, one lost naught, of which four were which is by uh, three or more goals. Coming off a 0 nil draw away at Everton, Palace away at grade A sides, one two drawn, one lost four, of which two were by three or more goals. Uh, they're coming off a two nil victory away at Bournemouth. Liverpool won all fifteen home games this year, and Palace not bad form. They've won their last four Premier League matches. A against C, sixty nine matches, twenty three were by three or more, two or by, six but by two, 40 uh, the other team lost by one or a draw or a wayside. So the, the, the underdog have covered this line 40 out of 69. I don't see any value in the line, believe it or not and it's going to be no bet. I think really as well, it, a lot depends on, if this had been under normal circumstances and Liverpool had this game to win the league and it was in front of a crowd even I probably wouldn't be back in Palace here. But I don't think Liverpool... I think we can, I don't think they're going to be going for the league this
1: game. No, Peter. And I have to say, I think their team selection on Sunday night was very telling. Now, we're talking of squad rotation at present to, to manage resources till the end of the season. I'll tell you what, it wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool are already looking towards next season in terms of managing the load of their players... I mean, Palace have got an extra day's rest here, but what will Roy Hodgson do? Will he change his side significantly to sort of rest a lot of his key contributors? Worried about injuries longer term. Palace have won three of the last five trips to Anfield, but have lost the last two. They did win at Man City last season, so they aren't scared to go to these big teams and beat them. But there's so many things that we don't know about. I mean, the fact that Mo Salah didn't even come on the pitch last night in that Merseyside derby when they had the opportunity to use five substitutes. They didn't even want to put him on for 15 minutes. And Yeah, I, I actually think, Pete, Liverpool are a team that I probably won't be betting on at all now because I, I think they're looking ahead to next season already.
0: Yeah, yeah, you you could be right there.
1: I don't blame them either, do you? No,
0: no, no. You got to. Yes, you got. To, yes, yes. But they've got nothing really to play. Well, they'll win this league, but it's just a matter of when. So yes. yeah. And then
1: there's going to be such a relatively short turnaround between the end of this season and the start of next season that Jurgen Klopp wants his teams fresh. Yeah. For next season.
0: Burnley against Watford next. Uh, Burnley have won two of the recent heads. Watford have won one. At home's grade D size, Burnley's record's good. One seven, drawn two, lost one, uh, and they're playing Man City night. Watford away at grade C. One two, drawn four, lost four, coming off a of one old draw at home to Leicester. Burnley, very mixed home form. One seven, drawn two, lost six. Watford lost six of the last nine away. Grade C against Grade D, 179 matches, 109 home wins, 44 draws, 26 away wins. I think there's some good value here, Burnley. But again, we, it, as as you just said, you don't, you don't know what teams are doing here. You don't know whether they are sort of coasting in. The problem with this game is that Burnley could coast. Uh, Watford need to win. So it's no bet for me, but the value is with the home side.
1: It is and I I do wonder, Pete, how much of this sort of price is factored in, you know, that Burnley are playing tonight away to Man City where you expect them to have a minimal amount of the ball to be pulled and pushed all around the field for 90 minutes and Watford have had two days extra rest ahead of this. I mean, it was an incredible game down at Vicarage Road at the weekend. One all draw with Leicester, both goals scored in the last few minutes. And to be honest, I thought the coronavirus had ended the way that Nigel Pearson was going around hugging everyone at the end of the game. Uh, Incredible scenes with Pearson, just uh, totally disregarding the social distancing. I, I think there might be a few more goals here in this game than the goal line suggests. It's set at two and a quarter. Over two and a half has gone four and three in the last seven meetings of the sides over the past few seasons. Clearly, there'll be fatigue in the Burnley lineup later on in this game. Probably a bit of a lean to the over two and a quarter. But uh, as you say, if you want to bet this game, all of the value is with Burnley. But you do wonder why it is, and is it is it just the extra rest, or is it the fact that Watford need at least a point?
0: Mm, it's going it's to be yeah, yeah. It's going to be. Yes, you can't. You just can't tell, can
1: you? No, I mean, it's it's probably the least bettable game for me. Because at first glance, you just think, well, you've got to take Burnley here. But then when you factor everything else in, it's like...
0: "Mm, Maybe not. Here's the game uh, Southampton gets last. Actually, I'm surprised at Southampton's record here. They've won three of the five, last five at home. To be one draw, Arsenal 1-1. Southampton at home to grade B sides, 1-3 drawn 3, lost 4, coming off a 3 nil victory away at Norwich. Arsenal away at grade C sides, 1-4 drawn 3, lost 3, coming off a 2-1 defeat away at Brighton. Southampton, they've lost three of their last four home matches. Arsenal lost their last two away. I've already had a bet on this game. I've I, I backed Southampton plus a quarter. Uh, the line now has moved to scratch. I think off scratch, I think Arsenal are, are value, but you know, they've been very poor uh, since they've come back. C against B, 219 matches, 64 home wins, 44 draws, 111 away wins. Like I said, I I have already backed our, uh, Southampton plus a quarter, but I would not recommend people backing Southampton off scratch.
1: No, I mean, I would want um, some form of handicap start with Southampton because for all their faults, especially in that front two, if they play and play well, Lacazette and ababian they have enough to win this game for Arsenal on their own. They need a little bit of help, though, and they're not getting anything at the moment from anybody further behind them. They just look weak all over the pitch, Arsenal. Um, I don't know what's going on with Ozil. Again, he didn't even come on the pitch against Brighton, which to me was quite staggering. Um and although you say you can't back Southampton in this spot, there's no way I'll be backing Arsenal either, Pete. It's a complete stay away for me.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think what I'll do on this next guy, I'll give you the stats. Uh, Chelsea against Man City. Chelsea have won two. Uh, Man City have won two. The the line is plus half Chelsea. Chelsea at home to grade A sides, one three, drawn one, lost two, come for 2 1 victory away at Villa. Uh, City away at Grade B sides, 1-6, draw 0, lost 4. They're playing Burnley tonight. Chelsea, mixed home form, 1-7, draw 3, lost 5. When Grade B sides, host Grade A sides, 35 matches, 11 home wins, 8 draws, 16 away wins. I think the value is with Man City, but we'll discuss this after you've had
1: your say. Well, I have to say that I was really impressed with Chelsea away to Villa at the weekend They went behind against a side that's already played, so they've got a lot more sharpness. And then Chelsea went on to dominate the latter stages of the game and and got 2-1 ahead and closed the game out. Now, I thought that was really impressive. I don't see how there's not quite a few goals in this game. And the goal line's set at two and three quarters. To me, it looks probably a bit short. I think it should be set around the three level. But then when you look at the recent head-to-heads... Under two and a half goals has gone five and two over the last three and a bit years. So I lean to the over two and three quarters, Pete. I think obviously Man City are by far the better side, but it will be the third game in a week. And, you know, we say that teams need to be sharp and fresh, but also they've not done a lot. And now we're asking them to play three times in seven days or eight days, whatever it is for Man City. That might be a big ask for City. So, on the main match line, it's one I'm going to keep away from.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I would agree there, but I think City have to get battle hardened for this Champions League, don't they?
1: Yes, but does that mean that they're going to play all of the players all of the time? They? No,
0: I, I don't think so. But I, I think they're going to be keen. I don't. In other words, what I'm saying is, I don't think they're going to be part, You know, on the beach.
1: Oh, no, not at all. And they're going to stay focused. Um, But Chelsea, it's only their second game back. And for City, I know it sounds a bit silly, but it's going to be hard work for these City players, even though they have the ball for large parts of the game. And that might be the one thing that will save them in in the two games against Arsenal. And we expect tonight against Burnley, they will have the lion's share of the possession. So they won't be over-exerting themselves. But it's still hard work playing football in these warm conditions and... I think Chelsea will be better for the run if they're a racehorse, um, and I think it'll be it'll be a good game, Pete.
0: Yeah, the um, interestingly as well, last night Atalanta uh, beat Sassuolo. Was Sassuolo? Yeah, they won four-one. Now they're that's an. They're, they are an interesting side. I think they've come back now. They've beaten somebody four-one. They were scoring for. They started the season terribly, but now all of a sudden they're scoring for fun. They could be an outside bet for that Champions League, especially on these one off games. And it, it, it's. Isn't there? There's going to be four quarterfinals, one game, 275, the final played in Lisbon, all of those games played in Portugal. I think they are a, 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 an outside bet.
1: I've watched them probably three times since the beginning of February. I didn't see any of their game. Last night, Um, they're a fantastic team to watch. They go forward. I mean, they're averaging nearly three goals at home. They've scored seventy-four goals in twenty-six games. If they click against any team, they will cause them problems.
0: Yes, yes, because you know what these games are going to be like. They're going to be cautious, aren't they? These teams are going to be, but they may go flying out the traps, and you never know who'd hear.
1: And you also know, because of the names of the teams that remain in the Champions League, they're going to be... Nobody's going to back them. I'm I'm looking at the the 22-1 to is the best price. For a team that scores goals in what might be cagey games, one-offs, not the worst bet, people.
0: No, no. Uh, Right, so let's wrap this up. I'm going to just go for the one game this week. And the only reason I'm going for it is because somebody's got something to play for. And I'm going to go Wolves minus three quarters.
1: Okay, I'm going to take the under two and three quarter goals in Tottenham against West Ham, and then I'm also going to buy up the goal line uh, to under two and a half goals in Newcastle versus Aston Villa. You get that about four to five, one point eight zero, a bet three six five.
0: Right. Well, we should be back. Well, when 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 will we? I'm trying to work out when we will be back. I think we'll be back Friday, won't we?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a very long, protracted week next week. Yeah. Saturday to Thursday, I think, with those yeah. pesky FA Cup games. We might touch on those FA Cup games a little yeah. as
0: well, Pete, might
1: we? Yeah.
0: OK, then. We shall see you uh, next Friday. Well, this Friday. And uh, good luck, everybody.
1: Best of luck, everybody.